Well hello everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today is a very special day because I found something which I previously thought I had seen only in a dream. I will explain. When I first started doing the podcast I remembered that ages and ages and ages ago like when I was a, an early teenager like 11 or 12 I found while googling something I have no idea what uh, a comic book which was apparently about a witch and uh, she kind of dressed alternatively um and it was kind of gothy and a little bit weird and she lived in a swamp and made i guess like porn or something this was the only thing i could remember and that she had like crazed fans who were like after her all the time this was all i could remember so armed with this information i tried googling every which way just to try and find out what it was that i had seen and if it was something that i could purchase to review for the podcast and uh, I abandoned this endeavour eventually because I could not find anything that matched what I remembered. Because I had seen, vividly I remembered, a couple of like comic panes like, digitally online. I had not seen it as a published book. I could not remember what it was called, who had written it, anything. And then, lo and behold, um, this is slightly unrelated, I found out that there was a remake of uh, one of David Cronenberg's, like, original movies called Rabid and it was being done by the Soska sisters who I really like who made American Mary. I started following them on Twitter to get news about this film coming out and then they tweeted about a comic called Dog Witch and as soon as I saw it I remembered the name of what I had seen and it was in fact Dog Witch. So without further ado I took to eBay, managed to buy all three volumes of the comic book and I'm now going to review it for you. These were quite hard to get a hold of however because it was published quite a while ago and does seem to have kind of a limited release especially with the first volume um the third volume was published i think with image comics so a lot easier to get but never fear because i found out that dan schaefer who is the guy who wrote the comic book uh, they are putting out uh, an omnibus edition which is all three volumes together which is being published soon so if you wanted to get your hands on this you could do uh, and you can definitely go away and google that uh, as i did very excitedly. So what is Dogwitch about and how much of it did I manage to forget in the intervening like 15 years since I laid eyes on it as an impressionable young teen? Well, this is from the Dan Schaefer website. The Dogwitch Omnibus collects every issue of this fan favourite series in a stunning new hardcover edition. Meet outcast Dogwitch Violet Grimm, who stretches the boundaries of accepted 21st century witchcraft, churning out provocative home videos for a berserk and hungry fanbase in her pursuit of arcane knowledge. Violet feeds her diary with the dating rituals of the sick and heinous. Violet is the Garbo of witches, a reclusive legend in a depraved, gory, funny and fiendishly sexy world. And then this from Wikipedia. Banished deep into the evil Bane Woods for daring to practice her own unique brand of Molotov magic, outcast dog witch Violet Grimm continues to stretch the boundaries of accepted 21st century witchcraft. As tales of bad sex and dangerous voodoo spread her infamy throughout the Bane Woods, Violet captures the attention of a multitude of weirdos and resigns herself to what she believes is her predestined B-movie lifestyle. So this originally came out in 2002. Uh, and then the series ended in 2005 and the three volumes are called direct to video twisted and mood swings so i read these in the lead up to christmas because they seemed thematically appropriate in no way and basically the story is thus we start out knowing not a huge amount about violet aside from the fact that she has been banished to the bane woods and lives in a crumbling old mansion in the middle of said woods 
She has some companions with her. There is Dolores, who appears to be a china doll that is sentient and walks around. Has a massively scarred face, like the mouth goes all the way up, kind of like one side. And knows a lot about witches and various witchcraft matters. And seems to function as a sort of mother figure, or at least interfering aunt to Violet. We also have Ralphie and Rufus, who are stuffed toy dogs who seem to be sentient, and one of them is a chain-smoking cameraman who records all of Violet's adventures, and also things that are referred to as squibs, which seem to be really small sentient stuffed toy dogs. There's a lot of them around, and they get killed quite frequently, so they're not really characters in a sense, but they are around. And the first volume is basically just Violet's and Misadventures, you know, such normal things as summoning the dead so she has someone to party with and uh, accidentally unleashing screaming habdabs, which are tiny copies of herself that fall out of her nether regions and then have to be killed by her thinking swear words at them to make their heads explode. You know, just normal witch stuff like that. Uh, but as you progress through the three volumes, you do find out there's a lot of backstory to Violet. There are recurring themes and recurring characters. And we start to find out a little bit about Violet as a character and a little bit about her weaknesses. Chief among those is her sister Bluebell, who is dead and uh, who apparently died during the opening performance of her and Violet's band. And there's a mystery behind that, uh, basically a big kind of cover up uh, and uh, conspiracy, which does get brought out mostly during the third volume and then brought to a satisfying conclusion. Now, I mentioned the Habdabs. Uh, there is quite a lot of gore in the comic book. It is all in black and white, so it doesn't look too shocking because I guess you can kind of just look at it as black slime, um, which I guess if this was an anime, that's what they would change it to so that it could be released to children in the US. Um, so it's all in black and white. The artwork is pretty good. Uh, I did enjoy the art. Uh, there is a lot of nudity, but it's mostly just like the kind of nudity level that you would get in scary movie. There's nothing too graphic or pornographic in there to my mind. And I think that was probably one of my bugbears with the series is that it seems to think that it's a lot more shocking than it is. And I can't tell if it's because I have been desensitised by movies and television, as the Grinch tells us, or if it just was never that shocking, or if it was just shocking in the early 2000s and not as shocking nearly 20 years later. Basically, if you want to kind of picture this character in your head, imagine like Eliza Dushku playing Faith in like the early series where she was introduced in Buffy with her top off, but also she does magic. That's basically it. And I'm not like doing it down in any sense. And I did actually enjoy reading the comic books because they are quite funny and irreverent and gross in the sense of kind of combining those hack and slash schlock horror elements with comedy and sarcasm and particularly I did like the little stuffed toy dog cameraman who just seems to have had enough. Um, there's one quite amusing moment where he's got his back to like a magic portal mirror and he's just like you know what I just can't take anymore today and then a demon comes halfway through the mirror and throws up on his head because he's very nauseous from the trip. So things like that are quite just amusing to me and quite funny. I will, however, warn for literally everything. Like, if you can think of it needing a trigger warning, it's definitely in here. So 
go into that forewarned and forearmed. I think the positives of it are that I don't think I've ever actually read anything like this before. It is quite original. Um, I did like some of the magic stuff that they do. There's a lot of rituals in here. A lot of the different like episodes, as they're referred to, which are basically just issues, centre around the fact that she's done a spell which has backfired or created a problem or around something that she'd done like previous to that episode um, that has backfired and caused a problem. Uh, so there's a lot of that in there, a lot of witchcraft. Some of the names for things seemed a little kind of weirdly juvenile. Um, it just kind of felt as if they'd been named by like someone's seven-year-old kid, which I really hope is not the case. Um, for example, the Screaming Habdabs. Uh, there's a villain who's kind of the main villain for like two out of three of the volumes who is known as Elastic Head. Um, and some of just those things seem just a little bit childish. Um, in book one, like volume one, uh, Violet creates a magical substance which has not been made for a long long time and the method behind it has actually been forgotten and it's this kind of sentient black goo which kind of reminded me of the symbiote from um spider-man and she successfully creates this thing and it's kind of a big deal and it becomes sort of like the symbiote in that it lives inside her and they have a symbiotic relationship and it comes out to help her do magic this thing is referred to as the black treacle or just the treacle which I felt kind of undermined the awesomeness of it just slightly uh, but then there are occasions where everything gets very deep and poetic and this tends to be when Dolores is saying stuff because Dolores seems to have second sight of some kind and keeps like doing prophecies and various things which can be quite poetic and quite cool so aside from saying this is definitely one for the grown-ups um what else is there to say about Dogwitch it's not like anything else I've ever read before. It's quite interesting. It has a character, a main character in Violet, who, although at first glance does seem to be a little bit two-dimensional, and that does continue through most of Volume 1, there is a lot in there that's building a lot of character development going through, and you kind of get to know and like her a bit more as it continues, which is like a sign of really good writing and I quite enjoyed her development into being um, more of a grown-up and less of just kind of a, a juvenile dabbler who gets a lot of things wrong and basically just creates a lot of mess. I was kind of worried as it kind of went through the different stages of her character development that eventually we were going to get to a point where they were going to try and claim that this is a feminist character or make a big deal about how this is a feminist character. I'm not necessarily saying if she is or she isn't, but I was quite gratified that when we got to the end, um, they hadn't really made an attempt to make her into a strong female character TM. She just dresses the way she wants to dress because that's what she likes and does the things she wants to do because those are the things she wants to do. And there are no pretensions to it being more than that or about it making a statement about feminism or anything like that which I don't really think had a place in the book so I'm glad they avoided doing that. I enjoyed the comedy, I enjoyed the kind of horror elements, they were very unpredictable because this is a world that doesn't function like anything else I've ever read before uh, so it was quite hard to see things coming and therefore I enjoyed it and was quite entertained and held uh, under its spell 
for the duration. The things that I didn't like so much were the at times kind of childish names for things, juvenile humour, uh, a tendency to fall back on nudity or extreme violence in a way that it thought was shocking and it isn't really as shocking to me as I think the comic book thinks it's being, if you see what I mean, which kind of wore on me for most of the first volume, but I kind of overcame in the second. There's also quite a lot of consistency, like things don't get forgotten between issues. There's a lot of continuity there and characters who have been in it previously come back. Events that have happened previously are mentioned again and the memory of them appears to be consistent and uh, so is the characterization of the characters and maybe it's just because I've been reading some pretty terrible books lately but that's a massive gold star in the plus column uh, especially with something as episodic as this is to have it link back in and to be a complete thing on its own is really nice to read and there is a lot of satisfaction to be had when you get to the end of the third volume essentially you know the end of the story and the mystery has been solved, wrapped up, vengeance has been had where vengeance was needed, and um, everything has been kind of settled as it will ever be for this character. So there's really a lot to enjoy in that. So if you're someone like me who is a bit put off of comic books sometimes by the fact that they tend to like reset and rejig things and just discard whole continuities, this doesn't do that. So you've got that at least. And if you want to give it a test read, uh, and look into it a little bit to see how you feel about the art and some of the content, you can actually go to uh, danshafer.com, which is D-A-N-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R.com, uh, look up Dogwitch on there, and you can look inside the comics and read some of the, the pages and see them actually as they appear in the comic book to see if it's going to be the kind of thing that you want. So if you want to go over there and take a look, um, you can at least access that before you go to the trouble and expense of trying to track down a copy which was quite difficult um, and you can always obviously wait for that collected edition to be newly published uh, because I feel like that won't be as expensive and collectible as the first volume. So bottom line is I enjoyed it even if I felt it was slightly dated and I did not appreciate the reminder of how old I have gotten in the intervening time before finding out about this and actually getting to read it. Um, but it is kind of fun. It's a funny. It's a good time, even if it isn't really anything similar to modern paganism or Wicca. There are elements in there like sex magic, like using a Ouija board, various other kind of ritualistic things, which are at least visually similar and similar in name, even if they function very differently in the comic book to how they do in real life. I am going to be doing a look through my comic book collection of like books that I have reviewed for the podcast that I still have because some of them did get sold because I didn't want to read them again but it is going to be a video over on the YouTube channel so I can give you kind of a flick through of the books and you can see what the artwork is like uh, because I feel like that cannot be adequately described by audio no matter how much I try because let's face it I'm not that good at calling art by the right word names for the different art techniques but I can words good with my face hole so I'm going to be just doing a little tour, a flick through of some of the ones I've looked at, like uh, Black Magic, like Coffin Hill, um, Dog Witch, the Dark Horse Book of Witchcraft. 
I think there's some others. I'll have to check the pile as well as some ones that I actually didn't like enough to review or I didn't feel like they had enough to do with witchcraft to justify a review. So make sure if you're not already to go over to YouTube and subscribe so that you can get all the video updates. I think there's over 30 videos on there now which just aren't in the feed of the podcast because obviously they're completely different things but they cover things like arts and crafts, hauls from various different high street shops and thrift stores as well as hauls from actual Wiccan and pagan retailers um, and just general witchy themed videos which obviously you won't see if you're just subscribed over on the podcast side god bless you but in the meantime drop me a line on twitter if you have any other comic book recommendations if you had read dog witch i would like to hear from you because i feel like i need to talk it through with someone and uh, in the meantime i'll see you in the next episode bye